Welcome to another edition of Boom and Bust. I'm your host, Tony Clement, here at the News Forum, where all voices matter. Our show today involves the interlocking issues of government finance policy and consumer confidence. As government continues to grapple with the fallout from a second wave of COVID and the economic disruption it entails, Canadian consumers are trying to assert their rights and interests. Joining us to discuss are Elliot Hughes, a senior advisor to Summa Strategies and a former tax and policy advisor to the federal government, and David Clement, no relation, the North American manager of the Consumer Choice Centre. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. David, first questions to you. You worked on issues such as uh, a plastics uh, ban, uh, airline consumer rights, and so forth. Uh, what is the state of consumer rights in Canada in this age of COVID? So I think it, it's, it's really a balance between consumer rights and consumer choice. And I think that those two go hand in hand. On the airline question, um, I think it's it's a huge disservice to Canadian consumers that the government is not enforcing the law and ensuring that uh, airlines have to uh, distribute refunds, which is their contractual obligation. Um, Obviously, COVID is unprecedented. We're talking about a 100-year pandemic. But at the end of the day, there are some pretty clear laws that need to be followed in terms of how we uh, respect those consumer purchases. And then on the flip side of that, when it comes to consumer choice, we have the issue of the plastics ban, which is an issue for a variety of reasons. Um, I mean, the, the major issue is it seems quite odd that at this time in a pandemic when we've all been relying on these products uh, to keep us safe, whether it's via PPE or the takeout food that we get, um, to go ahead and attempt to enact a ban. It seems heavy-handed and cruel to... Uh, lay another blow on on the restaurant and hospitality industry when obviously they are uh, struggling immensely. Um, So when it comes to consumer rights and consumer choice at the federal level, there isn't too much to celebrate. Uh, Elliot, uh, from your vantage point as a former financial policy advisor to the government and a tax advisor, uh, what are the challenges that you see before decision makers currently? Well, I think David has, has spoken very eloquently to the to the question that you uh, put to him. Um, I think the challenges facing the government right now are obviously how are we going to get the economy going once we get past the second wave and on on the back end of COVID. Um, you know that is a big, difficult question that governments across uh, the globe are struggling with. The approach so far has been to do whatever it takes, in the words of the Prime Minister. Um, so that means supporting Canadians and businesses. There's some quibbles around some of those decisions, but I think overall, generally speaking, Canadians have been um, pretty pleased with that approach. Um, but in, in a way, the hard work starts um, starts now. Um, the finance department and other departments are going to start making some decisions around what the budget's going to look like. We've got a false statement coming up probably in a couple of weeks' time. So the government needs to begin putting that picture together uh, and, and that story together for Canadians on well, we've done we've done the hard work of getting to it to the point where we are today through the pandemic. But what's going to take us out of the pandemic? What's going to grow that economy? How are we going to start to address some of the, the job losses, the, the closing of businesses, the, the deficits that we're running uh, and get the economy going back again? So that should be and I think it is based on conversations that I've uh, had 
Uh, that's the, the big concern and the big area of focus for decision makers right now on Parliament Hill. Yeah, I, I, we've got a minute left before the break, uh, Elliot, but uh, is, is that really what they're focused on? Because there has been some talk that they're still focused on the pandemic rather than the post-pandemic recovery. They have to do both, frankly. Um, they need to be thinking about the future and while also contemplating what's going on today and reacting to today. That's why the, the false statement, I suspect, will be much more focused on the here and now, healthcare. Uh, supporting businesses and Canadians through this pandemic, but there already work is already underway around what that budget's going to be. That's going to be the recovery, uh, the rebuild, uh, and the building back better that you've heard uh, uh, out of uh, both the PMO and uh, and the finance minister's office. We're having a discussion with David Clement at the Consumer Choice Centre and Elliot Hughes at Summa Strategies as we discuss consumers and tax policy. It's a, it's a whole show here about a number of different issues. Stay with us as we continue our conversation. And we're back here at Boom and Bust at the News Forum. I'm your host, Tony Clement, with David Clement. He's the manager of Consumer Choice Centre. And Mr. Elliot Hughes, he's a senior advisor at Summa Strategies, a former advisor to the Trudeau government. Gentlemen, thanks for being on our program. Got a question for both of you. The consumers are also taxpayers, of course. Uh, is it inevitable that they'll be paying more? And by more, I mean uh, the cost of government is going up and up and up. Uh, and there's uh, obviously a lot of talk about ta tax and fiscal policy. Elliot, what's your take on that? Uh, the, the short answer is not in the short term, but likely over the long term. Uh, the government has made clear, and the, the Prime Minister has repeated this, that tax increases uh, are not an, in the immediate agenda. That said, I think it would be uh, foolish for us to um, you know, discount the, the fact that um, taxes are, are likely to rise uh, in the future. The question is going to be, what is the right tax mix? Um, where, does the, where is it best for the taxes to fall? Um, and, and is there a way that we can, you know, uh, lessen the load on certain parts of, uh, uh, you know, certain parts of the economy and, and certain groups of people uh, and perhaps increase it on others. I think that's going to be the discussion that's going to be going on around the cabinet table. But again, nothing immediate. I would imagine you'll begin to start to hear hints of it, most likely in the budget uh, of 2021. David, uh, what's your perspective on this issue? Well, I think if we're talking about direct taxation on individuals, that might be correct. Um, if we're talking about overall costs of the goods and services that we buy, uh, I think it's it's clear that consumers are going to pay more, um, both as taxpayers and as consumers. I mean, the most recent announcement from the Trudeau government in regards to the regulations that they're going to apply for uh, for streaming services like Netflix. Now, those aren't taxes per se. Um, some of them are in the form of taxes in terms of what they're going to uh, attempt to recuperate from these, these companies. Um, but they also come with increased costs via Canadian content regulations, which I think are quite silly. Uh, I obviously want Canadian content to survive and thrive, um, but I don't see any point of making consumers pay via higher prices uh, for Netflix so that they can 
fund at a higher rate than they already do Canadian content, which it's which it's unclear whether Canadian consumers even want. Um, so I think that there are a myriad of of instances where consumers are going to pay more, um, both as uh, consumers of different products, but also as taxpayers. Uh, it is nice to hear that the government doesn't want to um, ramp up direct taxation on individuals, but I think there's a, a much broader conversation to be had on that. Yeah, David, do you, do you have any thoughts about the upcoming economic statement, uh, things that you'd like to see or things that you're afraid of seeing? So I would be afraid of seeing a huge bailout approach to our economic recovery. When we talk about how we can get out of um, this COVID recession, we, re we have to realize the government can do two things to assist businesses. The first is it can get out of the way. And the second is, is that it can actually inject capital and money directly to businesses. I would like to see a pro-growth strategy that focuses on making sure all of our X's are checked in regards to getting out of the way before we have more conversations about transfers to business. And I think that that's got, that has to be our approach moving forward because as we dig ourselves out of COVID, it's really going to be growth dependent. Um, the government's perspective on this in terms of direct taxation hints that they understand that. And so I would love to see a strategy that focuses on how do we get the government out of the way to let business thrive and then after we've done that, we can have a conversation about direct transfers to businesses if those are necessary. Uh, are there any signals that you've seen so far that uh, give you some hope? No, <laughs> unfortunately not. Uh, I mean, going back to the, the Netflix announcement, um, rather than allowing for growth, it seems like the one that, that the government is more set on sinking its teeth um, into profitable businesses. Um, and, and it seems like they're more likely to replicate uh, that approach in terms of regulation, coupled with their existing approach of, of assistance for business. And so uh, I'm not too hopeful when it comes to what our uh, long-term future is going to look like. We're going we're gonna to unpack that. Uh, Elliot, we're going to take a brief break. We are going to unpack a couple of things that David has said as well. Stay with us. Uh, we've got a great show uh, still here, and we've got another couple of segments to go. So uh, lots to talk about. Please stay with us. And we're back here at Boom and Bust. I'm your host, Tony Clement, here at the News Forum with Mr. David Clement. No relation. He's the manager of the Consumer Choice Center. And Mr. Elliot Hughes, he's a senior advisor at Summa Strategy, former policy advisor to the Trudeau government. Gentlemen, thanks again for being here. Uh, Elliot, I wanted to give you a shot at talking a little bit about uh, uh, the, uh, the announcement uh, just recent from the government about regulation of platforms like Facebook and Netflix and, uh, uh, you know, who's going to be paying for uh, the Canadian Canadian content, those kinds of things. What's your what's your sense of things, having been in government, uh, uh, on, on how this is flowing out? Yeah, I mean, I think the the the, the story can't be written on on this one just yet. Uh, I, I think David made some great points earlier on. Look, this is going to take a long time to play itself out. They've they've decided to give lots of power to the to the regulator. You know, that's going to lead to regs and, and and decisions and guidelines and you know that. Could potentially could end up in the courts at some point. So we're talking, you know, years away. I think 
the key point to take away here is uh, this is from the from the government's perspective. This is a campaign promise that they are following through on um, from from the last mandate. Um, and, you know, the report that they got back, uh, the AR report, and this is them uh, acting on that. So I think uh, first off, that's that's them ticking a box. And I think what it does is, and this is important for, you know, not to take this in too much of a political direction, but this is a nod to Quebec. And we know Quebec is going to be really important for this government if they are going to secure a, a majority at some point. And so the cultural discussion uh, resonates particularly strongly in the province of Quebec, um, you know, uh, for obvious reasons that we can dive into. But, um, you know, that's why the government is moving on this. You've got uh, Minister Guibault, who's obviously from Quebec, who is leading the charge. And so this is an electoral play. And I think there is something there that they want to get out of it as well for the, from the policy. But I think largely speaking, this is them uh, meeting a campaign commitment and looking ahead to the next election and thinking about how are they going to secure the votes to, to get to that majority government. David, uh, I'd like go, to go interject ahead. there just because, I mean, it's a campaign commitment depending on when, what time frame we're looking at. Um, because Trudeau has said in the past, no, we are not implementing uh, what he called as a Netflix tax. Um, so I think it really depends. And then it really it also begs the question on, on Canadian content regs and kind of divorced from the, the political conversation about Quebec, I think we have to ask ourselves, we already pay as taxpayers a billion dollars to uh, create Canadian content through the CBC. Is that not enough? Why are we trying to use the regulator to apply what I think are outdated regulations on new and innovative platforms that consumers love, um, that they especially love throughout the pandemic? Um, for the purpose of appeasing maybe some cultural requests in Quebec. For me, that argument doesn't really sound uh, convincing if that's the argument that the government's making. And I would point out that in the past, the Trudeau government and Trudeau himself has said that he wouldn't um, approach uh, Netflix with a Netflix tax. And so uh, it really leaves some questions as to whether consumers are priority number one um, for the Trudeau government in some of these decisions. David, uh, let me play devil's advocate just for a second. Uh, what about the lev leveling the playing field argument? Uh, you know, for instance, uh, Maple and Canadian content has been a requirement for radio stations for decades, and yet uh, these new platforms don't have those requirements. So uh, the, the traditional platforms are saying, why are we putting all this money into Canadian content when our biggest competitors aren't? I isn't that uh, a valid argument? Leveling the playing field is certainly a valid argument, and I would I would agree with you, and I would say we should get rid of those content regulations for the people, for the providers who currently have to pay them. That's a very simple solution to leveling the playing field that ultimately makes all of these platforms more consumer-friendly. I mean, anybody who listens to the radio, um, as much as I may personally like Drake or Justin Bieber, or if I date myself going back, Avril Lavigne, it can get tiresome to hear radio stations try and hit their content requirements by replaying these same artists. And I think that Canadian content is good enough to stand on its own two feet. So yes, we can level the playing field, but I would argue we should go the other way. Well, we're going to continue this discussion in the ne next segment. Uh, gentlemen, uh, stand by. Uh, David uh, Clement, Clement uh, manager of Consumer Choice Centre. Elliot Hughes, senior advisor, Summa Strategies, will be with us for one more segment. Stay with us as we continue this important discussion.
We're back here at Boom and Bust. I'm your host, Tony Clement, with David Clement, no relation, manager of the Consumer Choice Center, and Elliot Hughes, senior advisor, Summa Strategies, former policy advisor to the Trudeau government. Uh, Elliot, I wanted to give you a shot at this first. Uh, really, uh, as they're grappling, as the government is grappling with uh, the next economic statement and indeed the budget, uh, what is the sweet spot in government? on tax policy. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, you want to maintain your tax base, particularly as after it's being strained uh, by uh, all of the uh, COVID rollout. Uh, and at the same time, you want to drive econom economic activity up rather than down. What sort of debate is going on in government on this? It's a great question. Um, uh, and, and I think it's one that the government is going to struggle to find the answer to. I think government's um, you know, for decades have struggled to find the right answer. The challenge that the government faces right now is, you know, I think we've, we've talked about this a little bit, um, is, you know, there's a this changing nature of work, taxation is changing, and some of the uh, benefits, uh, some of the tax credits, for example, and some of the tax expenditures that were put into place are in place at the moment, um, don't really reflect where the, uh, you know, where business and where the economy is going these days. So at some point, um, uh, whether it's in the next year, couple of years, you know, my view is there's going to have to be a bit of a reassessment of, of the tax regime more broadly. Having, you know, when I was in uh, the minister's office, um, I would, I, you know, I, I hesitated to go down this road because of the obviously, um, you know, it's a, it's a political quagmire. But I think we've now gotten to a place where it's going to be unavoidable. I think a black swan event like COVID hit. Uh, we now need to find the right mix. You know, we need to think about um, is, you know, are we got the right levels of taxation on individuals? What businesses do we want to support through taxation and so on? So that discussion and that point you raised and that question is something that is evergreen uh, and is constantly changing. And I think it's one that is going to have to be um, really tackled in, in a substantive way with a broader look around the economy, individual taxation, and where do we want to go as a country in terms of you know, supporting certain industries? David, uh, th thank you, Elliot. Very interesting argument there. Uh, David, uh, picking up on what Elliot just said, from a consumer point of view, and maybe through uh, your Consumer Choice Center, maybe talk a little bit about that. How would you go about advancing consumer interests in this broad debate about taxation? So I, I think the really quick on taxation, I think the approach we need to do is if I were advising the Trudeau government would be step one, don't listen to the NDP. Um, don't implement a wealth tax and try and um, reverse uh, any corporate tax decreases that we've had and all of the things that they're suggesting. Um, I would suggest to go the other way um, with a pro-growth strategy. Uh, and if we're focused on where revenue is going to come from, I think we have to do a Chrétien style review of government spending. Um, this goes back to how the government spent prior to the pandemic because we weren't in a particularly great fiscal position prior to COVID-19 uh, and simplify the tax code. Uh, I think Elliot is right in terms of reevaluating tax credits. And uh, I mean, there's a long history of boutique tax credits that have been used um, rightly or wrongly as, as carrots for voters. And I think we should maybe abandon that practice, simplify the tax code, uh, which should also uh, please those on the progressive side who gripe about, uh, let's say, wealthy people being able to navigate their way around um, tax rates. And so I think that that would be the approach. In terms of how we treat consumers, I think there are a lot of policies where we 
essentially soak consumers twice through taxation and through inflated pricing. And I'll use one example, um, which I've spoken about before, is supply management. We just gave dairy farmers a ridiculous bailout um, for access in trade deals. That's taxpayer money. So that's something that you and I pay as consumers. And then we pay inflated prices at the grocery store because of the quota system and because of tariffs on international goods. And so if we were putting consumers first in terms of what our perspective is moving forward and how government kind of government 2.0 in a post-COVID era, I think we have to realize that we can't double down on consumers as taxpayers twice. I'm afraid we should reevaluate. I'm afraid I, I know it. I know it's uh, it's uh, crazy to believe, but uh, our time is up, uh, gentlemen. A very interesting discussion. We've got to have you back because uh, there's more topics. Uh, but thank you for being here and uh, very very interesting talk for our viewers. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.